Hey everyone, welcome back to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. My name is Jason Evans, and with me is Kyle Lee. Hey Kyle, how's it going, man? It's a new season, Jason. It's a new season. That was great. And you know, people probably think you had an app on your phone to make that noise. No, that was just me. That was all you. Can you do it again? Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, hey, listener, it is season seven. We are back after a, a hiatus at the end of the year. And uh, Kyle, a lot has happened, man. A lot has happened in the world. A lot has happened in our lives. Uh, you want to bring us up to date? Yeah, I mean, mainly uh, just been signing a ton of autographs since oh, yeah. that last episode dropped. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, we, we really didn't think we could come back from the the uh, finale of season six with John Mark McMillan. Um, but the fans demanded it. Yeah, me and me and John Mark, as I call him, it's a little nickname I have for him. Uh, we've become very close friends. And so, I mean, I text him multiple times wow. a day. Um, and I'm sure he's getting them. So friendship's never been better. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, because uh, I haven't talked to him at all since... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He said, you know, he he didn't mention you by name, but I did get a letter saying uh, to not reach out to him any longer. I just assumed that was talking to you, and obviously not me, because ah, uh, I got you. great I got friends. You. Um, so, anyways, well, cool. I'm glad you guys were able to spark a friendship. Uh, you know, whether it be one sided or not. So that that that's pretty good. So, what else has been happening? Oh, you know, same old, same old, <laughs> <laughs> same old, same old. Well, so I mean, I we I feel like we do need to address. We're in a different studio than we than are in a different studio. I I got a new job, um, and so yeah, <laughs> as as happens in life sometimes. Yeah, it happens, and uh, we don't need to dive deep into it. But but you are now the. Uh, what's your title? I'm the production team pastor here at Victory Church in, in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, and so um, still figuring out what that means. Yeah, but um, basically overseeing all of our production, all the AVL stuff. Um, it's a little bit of a different role than uh, than the worship side of things, but it's gonna be good. Cool. Well, and you're you're on staff with Stephen Jeffrey, who uh, is a friend of the Create Initiative. He's been on the podcast, and so yeah, I think he's my uh, boss. Yeah, yeah. And is so, that is that how that works? I think. I mean, I mean, I've just been assuming he's my boss, and so well, okay. Yeah. So just uh, whatever he asks you to do. Yeah, I'm. I'm just his assistant, his nice. personal assistant. Wow. I show up at his doorstep every morning, six a.m. with the newspaper. Yep. I read through his uh, his schedule, his sejoie, as we like to say, and so yeah, and so um, man, that sounds like a, a nice move. Yeah, other uh, than having to wear a tuxedo every day, I would say um, it's been pretty positive. Well, good. I'm I'm glad you've enjoyed being Stephen's personal assistant. I'm sure he's enjoyed having you in his life on a daily daily basis. Because I mean, who wouldn't want you? In their life. Yeah. I mean... I know. I wish you would tell that to John Mark McMillan. Well, uh, next time I talk to him, I will. So, you know, next time we get him on the show, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, Kyle, in the in the world of other news... I've got an iPad. You have an iPad. iPad Pro. You, you're slowly figuring out how to make the transition yeah. to uh, a laptopless world. 
Maybe. I don't know. How's that going? That's great. The new iPad Pros. Awesome. I love it. Um, I think it's still a couple years out from being able to replace a MacBook, but I could easily get by. Um, the main the main thing is some of the websites that I would use often, they take you to a mobile site on an iPad, and there's just some functionalities that are better on the desktop site. Planning Center being yeah. one of those. I always use a thing called the Matrix View. A lot easier to schedule out of for me. It's not as good on the iPad, but I already reached out to Planning Center and gave them a piece of my mind. Okay. So, <laughs> and um, have you heard back from them? They're, you know, they tweeted back at me. Okay. Because um, when I say I reached out, I did it publicly on Twitter. Of course. Um, of course. As as we were supposed to do yeah. in 2019. Yeah. If you have any problems at all, just type it out publicly on Twitter. Um, so I think that's the way everything works now, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's been pretty good. Um, I don't regret buying it yet. And so <laughs> that's, it's always good when you don't have buyer's remorse. Uh, yeah. I love the pencil. I got the pencil with it Yeah, and it has actually been, I used to have a billion little yellow legal notepads, papers all over my desk. And so I'd been trying to train myself anytime, just get the iPad and just, you can, you can do in the notes app, handwritten notes yeah. and it'll transcribe them. Like you can search them, um, okay. your handwriting, you can, Oh, I was talking about this and you can search it and it'll recognize it. Even my terrible all caps wow. handwriting. And so, um, I've been trying anytime I want to just write something simple down, I'll just put it on there. Cause then it goes to my phone and everything. And, um, been pretty cool. Well, good. I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, it does seem like a nice, nice little piece of technology for yeah. sure. Well, Kyle, uh, in other news, in the big world news, Avengers Endgame came out. Did it? It came out a few weeks ago. Really? Uh, the spoiler ban has been lifted, so let us just say that if you are listening and have not watched the movie as of yet, we can either reenact the entire movie for you, or you might want to push pause, go to your local cinema, watch the film, and then and then resume. I mean, I don't know if we're going to dive deep into it, but what were your thoughts, Kyle? I mean, this was like the penultimate uh, Marvel movie so far. I was satisfied. Yeah. I mean, I didn't... I, I tried not to get my hopes up too high, as I normally do in life, mm-hmm. just to be let down countless times over and over and over and over and over. <sighs> But you were satisfied. But it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't feel too long, even though it was three hours. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things that I wish would have been different, but I'm also not as deep into like the knowledge base of like the comics yeah. and everything. And so the things I might want different, people that have read the comics would be like, well, you can't do that because... Yeah. yeah. So, and I understand that. Um, I will have to say though, there's two things about whenever I went to see it. Um, one, we're sitting in the theater and all the fluorescent lights are on, you know, it's about 30 minutes before. And so like they had just, they were just like brushing people in and out. Like the cleaning crew just got done. Yeah. More people going in and all the, so those lights were on for the cleaners. And I was like, man, when are they going to turn those lights off? But at that time it was just a little trivia people coming like on the screen, like answer this question. And I was like, okay, I guess the lights can be on during this. I'm really like specific about my movie experience what I want like 
I don't care what movie's playing. I'm, I like the theater experience. Yeah. I was like, they need to turn these lights off. Um, then the preview start, lights still aren't off. And so I was like, the theater's full. And I was like, so surely someone's going to go complain. Like, surely some soccer mom's going to yeah. like go be like, you better get them lights off, you know? And like, nothing, nothing's happening. So I stand up, I tell my wife, I said, I'm going to take care of this. And I go down, I go into the, the, the hallway, I can't find a worker anywhere. And I, I'm, I'm rushing. I was like, I do not want to miss, I don't even want to miss the previews. I love the previews. Yeah. Um, can't find a worker. I walk back in, you know, there's the little entryway, like a little hallway, then the wall, you know, how you go to either left or right. So in that hallway, I look and there's this little box with a keyhole on it, on the wall. And I was like, surely that can't be the light switch in there. And I walk over to it. It's unlocked. One switch inside. Click. I walk back in. It's dark. I walk back in with my arms held high. Wow. You saved the day. Yeah. And you know what? Not one person told me thank you. Really? Yeah. Nobody even knew. Yeah. That was the first thing. So I'm basically an Avenger now. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, I barely even could focus on the movie because I was riding that high of just like adrenaline rushing and yeah. like, man, I saved all these people's lives today. Um, number two, this guy comes next to me. I don't like sitting next to someone I don't know at the theater mm-hmm. always because I might accidentally grab their drink and drink it. Um, he comes in and immediately falls asleep. Like the previews are going, he falls right to okay. sleep. So about five minutes into the movie, his phone starts ringing really loud and he... Like it's on or is it on Yeah, vibrate? no, it, it's on. Okay. It starts ringing really loud and... He gets it out and it's like a lighthouse beacon. It's so yeah. bright in there because I turned the lights off. And so um, he's like staring at it like he's just waking up and he can't see who's calling him. And it's just ringing the whole time. And I'm like, man, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and then uh, he answers it and starts talking. And has and, the movie started at this point? Yeah, the movie's going. Okay. And he's just talking away and... Ah. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, he was speaking a some type of Asian language, so okay. I couldn't couldn't tell him, hey, cut it out. And so, um, but it was just so it was so unique, like of a situation. Then here's the here's the crazy part. Hangs up, puts the phone in his pocket, puts his sunglasses on, and goes back to sleep. Wow. For the rest of the movie. So, do you think it was a a situation where, like, he brought kids or something and had There was some people above, like, in the row above him he was talking to, but, I mean, this guy wasn't, like, he wasn't a thousand years old. Yeah, yeah. Like, he had to have been somewhat interested. Apparently not. I mean, he put his sunglasses on and went right back to sleep. The other thing about the super full theater is the hygienic part of it. Yeah, it's rough. Um... Uh, there was someone in our vicinity that didn't care as much maybe as we do about hygiene Mm -hmm. and you know, they had the air pumping in there. So it was a nice draft, but it was just blowing all that, that around in my nose space. And so it was, it was a full experience. Yeah. That's That's another thing I don't like. I didn't, cause I was like to get the, the movie 30 minutes early, but when we got there and the, hadn't ended yet and so they were well actually everyone was just waiting for the the credits to be over which was a waste of time um 
There's no end credit scene. And so spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but then all like we sat there as all the people walked out and I was like, I don't like seeing all the people walking out. Yeah. Like I don't like when I get in there to my seat, knowing that someone had just sat there yeah. for three hours. Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of, I like don't really you- think I'm a germaphobe. But maybe I am. It's kind of like if you were checking into a hotel, but you see the person. Who yeah, they like the they're like prior. rolling their their luggage out, like ah, oh, sorry. Yeah. And it's like yeah, that would be a little because yeah, I I know true. that those those that. teenagers that go in there and clean aren't really cleaning. I yeah, mean, they're just yeah. like picking up the big stuff, and then yeah. it's like they're like, oh, well, it's okay. The lights will be off. No one will see. Yeah. But they weren't until I until you save the day well so i'm basically the new iron man you are good job because we need a new iron man spoiler yeah um because tony he's gone until they find a way to bring him back no nah, so. he's gone for good well until robert Downey jr wants to make some more money man this is a great podcast about creative church stuff know, isn't it awesome well <laughs> i bet you're happy listener that you've yeah. listened if you're still listening we we apologize it's just you know that's a big big deal i, I don't and, apologize I mean, how many, for anything how many churches have been doing like in-game series um the real you know, in-game the real in-game your you know? salvation exactly uh so i think it's i think it's relevant to what what the create podcast is all about maybe or we can edit a lot of it and make it much shorter nah. Leave it all in. Just leave it all in. Well, hey, Kyle, we do have a guest on today's episode. It's not not just us. Uh, Richard Smith joined the podcast. Um, Richard is the children's pastor and creative director at Ponca City First Assembly in Ponca City, Oklahoma. And he's a he's a loyal friend of the Create Initiative. He he he's always at our gatherings. He he won the film festival last year. And uh, he's, he's just a great dude and really one of the most creative minds I've ever encountered. Like his mind is just always moving in creative ways. Always going. And in, in just just quick story about Richard, uh, our, our production team who does events for the Oklahoma District, Richard usually helps take photos for that. Well, we had like a Christmas party last fall. And so we were trying to create a good way to do communication. And so everyone started talking about group me. And so we all set up the group me and we're like, okay, this will be a way that we can share ideas or information and all that kind of stuff. It took Richard leaving my house and driving two hours home before he literally killed group me because his whole way, I guess he would like pull over on the side of the road and he would spout out like six just random ideas. Oh my. And and so by like two hours later, people were leaving the group. (laughs) And so Richard like legitimately killed group me uh, within two hours. So that's the kind of mind Richard is. I, I say that lovingly yeah. um, because his, his creative mind just never stops. And we talk about that in this episode. And so we hope you enjoy it. Uh, it was a great conversation. So here is our interview with Richard Smith. Richard Smith. Yeah. The one, the only Richard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Richard. Uh, I, I told you off the air, this this interview is going to be different uh, than than typical for, for me because I didn't come up with any questions. Okay. Uh, we, we go back a ways, I, I, I don't know, like 12 or 13 years, I think. Something like that. Um, Medicaid's camp. Yeah. And and so I feel like there's just a lot we can talk about. Okay. Um, and 
just to get started, Richard, I'm going to ask you a question okay. that well, I think will direct everything we do today. Okay. Why is your creative mind the way it is? Okay, first I would just say, I don't know. Uh, God made it that way. But, but secondly, I would say, um, if you want me to describe how it is, then it's like... Um, it, it's hard to sleep. It's difficult to sleep sometimes until I'm just like worn out with thinking things. And it's, it's both a blessing and a curse because it's, it's a strength whenever you need to come up with something that nobody else can, but it's a curse when you come up with stuff and you want to pass it on uh, to people and you're not quite sure how to get that information to them. Like this would be awesome, but you don't know how to, like move that along so so and it's in a or you spend all night doing something and just because you're curious about something anyway things like that but um as far as how it works well um i my thinking is is that um anything that's a um one thing can become lots of things. For instance, um, like a thumbtack, and if you repeat that thumbtack all over the place, you can make something out of it. Yeah. Or many things can but just come one. If you single something out and put it in a spot, then then that makes it powerful or impactful. Or um, if something's super small, you can make it super large. Like if you got a tiny thing, you can make it three-dimensional and big and put it in your lobby or, um, you know, or the vice versa. Um uh, things that are still can become moving or things that are moving can you can freeze them and pass something through it. So I don't know, like just everything that is, you can rearrange it somehow and make it creative for people to see. OK, that that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, like I said, I think that's going to kind of direct this this entire okay. conversation. Um, You know, I your mind, creatively speaking, is one that uh, truthfully like in my day-to-day world, I don't encounter a lot. Like you have a, you have a creative brain that, that like you said, it's, it's hard to sleep. Right. Um, and so let's kind of, in essence, go back to the beginning. Okay. So like, would you say this is something that man, ever since you were little, like you've, you've thought this way and you're always seeing the way things could be. Okay. Uh, when I was real little, I grew up in a house where my mom was a home ec teacher and an art teacher. Okay. Um, and when I mean art, I mean like, um, she taught people how to classically paint oils or she taught people how to make, um, floor plans for like your house. Okay. Um, and so she knew all the technical side of things. And she, she's a very good technical artist uh, as far as like um, realism. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but through that, she obviously as a child, I wasn't able to produce things like that. But she would encourage us to go and make things. Mainly, mainly I think, to get us out of the house. Be like, hey, go outside and play. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, she would do that, and so we would make stuff. And my brother and I, we had all these cars that were bought for us for Christmas that were like um, uh, Tonka and Nylon, or things what the brand names were, and they're big trucks and dump trucks and stuff. Well, after a while, they wear out. And so... Um, for us, we weren't going to be going and getting any more. So we would take them and rearrange them by taking a block of wood and cutting it the same um, size as the car and putting it underneath and then taking the wheels off the ones that were bad and nailing them on to the ones that we wanted to carry on. Yeah, yeah. And so we learned how to do that. And we, I don't know, we made stuff like that was our thing. And we, we had ditches around our house um, out in the country 
that were full of junk. And so we would, you know, walk off about half a mile or whatever and go to one of these ditches, dig out some stuff and bring it home and rearrange it somehow in our cars and do stuff like that. So that that kind of started it. Then by the time I got to junior high, um, I needed an edge to be able to get the attention of some of the girls that I thought were, you know, that I favored. And so, um, <laughs> there, there wasn't a lot going on for me at the time. I was, <laughs> was very square and, um, probably not very confident. And so, um, not anything that I think that they would be attracted to. So, but I didn't know this. And so I thought I needed something. So I started decorating the inside of their locker, like, or whoever's locker, um, but it was mainly directed toward them. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I started doing that by cutting out shapes out of um, like, it was like colored construction paper and then putting it in there. And then, and then from that I said, well, I, I'm not coming up with anything that anybody like relates to. So then I started like um, sketching my version of what like popular things were at the time. Like I think it was like Pac-Man and, I don't know. I don't know. Like Michael Jackson, whatever, something that people were interested in. And then, um, I would take that and cut that out and stick that in the locker anyway. So from that, I got very interested in, um, uh, expressing how I felt or, or expressing, um, what was going on in my mind to other people. So, and to, to show them that I cared about them. And so you started actually figuring that out even at that age, junior high, early high school. Then as I moved on into high school, um, I started decorating the outside of envelopes to mail to different people. I mailed people in college. I mailed some friends I just had around the country and I would, I would decorate the outside of the the envelope. And then of course, when I started dating my wife, uh, it, it became an exclusive thing for her. Yeah, yeah. She would go away and I would, uh, to like on a trip or something like she stayed one time with her dad for a couple of weeks to help him out with something. And so I mail her mail and, uh, it's not like today where you got email and yeah. text, whatever. It's just, so anyway, <laughs> so half our audience has no yeah, idea what you're talking about. I know, about. I know. So I would decorate the front of the envelope and I would, and, um, I would try to get interesting about how the stamp was placed because the stamp can't change. Yeah. So you have to think about how you're going to go around this stamp. Sometimes I would make it to where it was incorporated, where the stamp stood out on, you know, looked like it was on a billboard or a sign or something. And other times I just make a design around it and it didn't matter. So I don't know. Anyway, from that, um, I also had a love uh, for photography very early on. Um, I had a 110 camera and I I love trying to take pictures. Hold on. Uh, What what is a 110 camera? Can you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this little flat camera and it has a flash built in. And so unless you turn it off, it's going to flash. And it has a little uh, viewfinder uh, as far as like you can look through. You can't see like on the back of it or anything. Um, And then you take this roll of film it looks like a um, looks like a round barrel on one end, round barrel on the other end, and a thing that goes between them. It's all encased in plastic, and you put it in there. And then every time you take a picture, um, you can hear it kind of like whoosh, expose, and you have to slide the slider on the bottom so that it moves the film forward. Mm. And if you don't, you will sometimes get a double exposure. So anyway, uh, but yeah, you have to, you have to do that. And, um, and then if you don't, a lot of the time, then you just get a white picture cause it gets way overexposed. Um, 
But I loved I loved trying to capture things on the camera, and I was I was terrible at it because of that camera. Because I well both it was me as a kid and the and camera it, like it had no focus features. No, or anything, no, no. Right? You could just you just look through the viewfinder, take the picture. That's kinda right. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of like, I guess, the most current representation might have been the old disposable ones. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of that same. That's right. And that's all you got. You're like, you just stick it up there and you hope for yeah, the best. Yeah. Okay. So if that subject is in your f- field where that camera has focused, you're in good shape. But otherwise, you're out of luck. Um, but, I mean, you don't know until you get it back because you have to send it off the film and then it comes back. And that was pre-one hour Yeah, that, photo, that, right? that you to take it to a little <laughs> hut and they... Then you have to come back like three or four days later, and then they then they have it ready for you, maybe. And so, yeah, it, it was a it was lengthy process, but um, the reason I love photography was because two reasons. One was is because around that time in my life, we moved from Rush Springs, Oklahoma, to Duncan, Oklahoma, and all my friends were changing. Like all I had lost, I was losing all those friends in Rush Springs, and I was trying to gain new ones in Bray, Oklahoma, and um. So that was going on. And so I, I wanted to be able to freeze moments in time. Like I wanted, I wanted special moments that were happening, things around me that were happening to stay still. And then the second was, is in that library at the new school, um, I was introduced, um, to national geographic and time magazine and, um, also rolling stone magazine, those three magazines. I didn't read any articles. I just looked at pictures. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were fascinating to me. As a matter of fact, I had a dream at one time when I was like in a sophomore in high school. I thought for sure I was going to like grow up and be a photographer that just shot pictures and sent them into those folks. Right. Um, that dream, that that path didn't wind up materializing, but that's what I had in my head. Yeah. But anyway, um, man, that that some of that um, photography, especially in Rolling Stone, blew my mind. I was like. I, I was just amazed that somebody was backstage and was able to catch uh, people acting and interacting like that without them being weirded out that there's a photographer here. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I was just like, "Whoa, how do they do that?" And then they, and then he got even crazier. Like, and then I saw a, a photograph of people on a train right after the JFK assassination, and they, it's got all this blurred movement in it and stuff. And I was like, "How did that photographer know to set that speed and get that?" shot at just the right moment and i i was blown away i was i was loving it anyway so because of that then um i just wanted to try on my own and so my mom and dad got me that 110 camera and i took ridiculous pictures like i there's nothing out in the country to take a picture of yeah right <laughs> unless you're having an event and and most of the time you're not so there's just like flowers and you know squirrels and lizards and whatever so <laughs> i don't know so some of them are okay and then the rest of them are terrible but anyway i gave it a try so uh the last day of school every year i would take my camera to school and try to take pictures of people would you take a whole roll of film yeah oh several that? i mean for that yeah yeah for that day uh, almost and i i would try to take pictures of pretty much everybody in class uh, I did have an, a person that I liked more than the rest, and I took a picture of them, <laughs> more pictures of them than the others. But anyway, you know, that's part of being growing up maturing. But I did that, and it was um, that's where I kind of got an idea of how to compose 
a picture when it's in a setting of people. And you kind of began to learn how people move in and out and around each other and they they form um, what's a good shot. And so sometimes they're at tangents with each other, like their faces and stuff, like somebody's nose might be on somebody's ear and you can't, that's not going to be a good shot. So yeah, then you yeah. wait for it to clear and I don't know. So I kind of began to learn that at that time, even though my camera wasn't adapted for that. That's still what I was learning. So, so you were picking all that up as yep. you go along, and and um, so we're gonna fast forward a lot. Okay, go ahead. And uh, so you eventually you go to school. You do a myriad. I've learned over the time I've got to know you. You do a myriad <laughs> of different jobs. Um, we'll we'll have a whole episode devoted to your traveling salesman days. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, eventually you end up in the church, in the local church, in ministry. Yep. Um, and more specifically, doing kids ministry. That's correct. And and that's actually how we met. Is when you were doing you like you mentioned kids camp. You were a children's pastor. Right. So let's let's really look at how did all these creative ideas, this idea that even since you were young, you've had this brain that just won't stop creatively. Right. How did I, I, I know you may say, well, I'm still trying to figure this out, but like what are ways you learn to harness all that creative potential okay. and to use it? Because I mean, yeah, it's been a few years that you've been doing kids ministry, but, right. but the nuts and bolts of it haven't changed no. a whole lot in the way you've got to keep kids attention. Right. <laughs> um, so what are some ways you learned to harness that, those creative ideas? Well, when it came to kids church, um, I, I found out real fast that if you could take something and um, make it bigger than what it really is in real life, they really help pay, help them pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like they're really into it. And and then if you could make something where it got squished or blew up or I don't know, did something that was destructive, they love that too. And so <laughs> <laughs> and so I would I would just begin to think about. Um, different things that I can make that they would uh, enjoy like that. The When it comes to the bigger things, like for instance, I made a really giant tic-tac-toe thing one time and each person had to be a piece and go up there and stand in this particular place of this suspended tic-tac-toe grid. And um, they really ate that up. They enjoyed it. They liked being able to be picked to go up mm-hmm. and do the part, you know, and they, all they're doing is standing there holding an O or an X. It's not that big a deal, but they, man, they... They really loved it. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. And then I, f- I just, um, I, I just started noticing that if you could um, come up with like different mediums to show them the same thing that they were getting in. Okay. In Sunday school, they're getting like papers, yeah. right? And they yeah. get papers yeah. and, and the teacher talks. And But if you have the same story, but you come up with a, another way to show them, um, and, and do it in, in art or three-dimensionally, then they become excited. And so for my medium at the time, it was kind of like video. Mm-hmm. And and all I had was two VHS players and a television and like a little camcorder or something. So I would go and I would go around town and take puppets and say, go in like Mazios or something and say, hey, can I videotape these puppets <laughs> behind your thing, your counter, for like 10 minutes and then I'll be gone. And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay, so the sound <laughs> quality was awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. But the kids didn't care. They loved it because they're like, whoa, he's got puppets in. The puppets are inside Mazio's. What's going on? Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I did that. And then um, like that whole story of Paul and Silas one time, I was like, I mean, I want these kids to like – 
get this. Like I want them to understand this. And so I built this fake wall out of cardboard and styrofoam. And then I went out and got some of those fake change you get at Halloween time. And I strapped two guys on this wall, right? And they're all miserable looking and and uh, they're they're but they're singing. And when they start singing, then we made it uh seem like that things were shaking or whatever. And they're able to get away from this wall. I don't know. Uh, just stuff like that. Uh, kids began to enjoy and to kind of grab the attention of people who are just in the hall who may not, um, uh, even be sending their kids to kids church yet. I began to do elaborate, um, like ideas out into the hall. Like one time I had a, a giraffe made out of cardboard that came out the door and its neck stuck way down the yeah. hall. And, and it had a sign on it that said something like Jesus is what you're after or something, something <laughs> super cheesy, Yeah, but didn't matter because the whole medium of the head, the whole neck and uh, feet and everything was made out of cardboard and it was huge and it was jutting out into the hall. And so, it got people's attention. And so anyway, I just began to do stuff like that and people started to kind of gravitate toward it. Have you noticed, or are there ways you've noticed? Cause now you're uh, here, here in your current role. I mean, you, you do media stuff. You still oversee right. kids ministry and, and things like that. Um, have you noticed maybe either over time or just, have you noticed ways that those same concepts, those same ideas, making things bigger, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find new ways to put, the minute like does that translate into the adult world just as easily as it yes, does and, to kids and it does and i've it it does on the same things that i just spoke about but also on um being able to take things that are um i would say time old timey or traditional and things that are modern and smushing them together can you explain uh, yes um okay so it, it's a little bit of a story but here we go in seattle uh, i went to visit there and I noticed uh, that there was <clears throat> this, um, it's like this window in, in a church, and I really liked it. And it was kind of a rectangle at the bottom, and then when it comes to the top, it comes to a point. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, that's a cool-looking cool looking, um, window in this church. It's super awesome. And then I started, uh, I was on the train, and I was kind of zoning out, kind of waiting for the train to get to where we were going. And I was thinking about the fields in Oklahoma, like all the big, wide open fields we have. And I thought it would be legit to take a window like that and just out of that building and just stick it in that field and videotape it and videotape people doing interviews beside it or or make each one of the little panes in it come alive like a little television or I don't know. And so I'm thinking all this. Right. And, and I'm thinking, I'm going to try some of this. I'm going to figure out how to do this. And um, then when I come back to Oklahoma and actually just yesterday when I was or today, maybe I was looking and I saw for the Create Initiative, a uh, man that you did a podcast before. And he had that kind of that same shape. But instead of what I'm talking about, he had like prism mm-hmm. inside of it. And I thought, oh, that's super clever because he's taken something that's kind of old and traditional and he's put that prism, which is kind of more modern and stuck it in there instead of stained glass. And I thought, man, that's kind of cool. And so and I can see how that would relate to like a wide audience of people. Anyway, so that's my whole like little <laughs> circle of thought on that. But um, <laughs> About taking something old and something new and, and blending it. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of sticking it together. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, Richard. Um, I, I love to think what people who know you are thinking right now while they're listening this, well, uh, listening to this. Um, I, so uh, there's a couple things that I want to talk about. Um, one is for people who do know you, Richard. A, yeah, you have you always have a million ideas. Yeah, like you are never short on ideas. No. I've never once asked you, hey, what do you think, or can you come up with something? Right. Um, people, he Richard stayed at my my wife and I's house <laughs> uh, for a couple of nights one time, and uh, just during that moment, he went and got a bunch of cardboard and yep. he crafted the uh, armor of God. That's right. Um, just to say thank you <laughs> out of cardboard, uh, and we still have them at our church. Um, so that's so so Richard you're never short of creative ideas no. and and you're never short of creative endeavors no because you you are always doing something my question here because there's also a lot of things that you've started mm-hmm. but maybe not finished oh a lot so how do you two questions one is how do you know what to finish and when to finish it and then also, how do you not get discouraged by all the ideas and all the things that you want to do, but then haven't done yet? Okay, so I do sometimes get discouraged. Like, and, and as a matter of fact, I, I feel like that there are like little, um, when you blow bubbles, you know, and they go out in the air and then they pop, 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 pop. That's like what's going on up here. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to write this down. I got to put this somewhere. I at least got to start it or I'm going to forget it. Like it's good. And I have sit for 30 minutes at a time sometimes thinking, what was that amazing idea that I had? <gasps> I can't remember. I don't know. And so, and then you have and, seven others. And then it's gone. Moment, then it's right? gone. So that drives me crazy. Um, but like, but then the cool thing is, is like if you go out and um, do things to inspire yourself, then more, more ideas happen. And, and a lot of times those ideas are connected with, um, uh, me too. Like, like you, you have a kinship to the person that just made the thing that you're looking at. Like, um, the guy that blows the glass, Chihuly, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I'm in his little gift shop, and I look up on the ledge, and it has nothing to do with glass, but he has all these old time televisions up there, right? The little red ones with the funky, you know, cases and all that. He's got all of them lined up there, and I'm thinking. Yeah, man, I like old TVs. Those are awesome. I love old TVs, right? Matter of fact, I have five out there in the field um, that have, and, and the only reason I keep them is because I like them. But I, I, I have them out there because I come up with a reason to have them for fall festival, and they yeah. did something for me. But whatever. Um, but I'm thinking, man, I love old TVs. And then I'm going along a little bit later, and I saw a film where he's throwing these glass balls out into the um, water so that they'll float. And he's chunking them out there, and I'm thinking. What if you could chunk televisions in the water and they would float? They don't. But what if they did? And then what if you had like live live video on the screen while it's floating in the water? Wouldn't that be some kind of a clip? Anyway, so I kind of side I kind of chased a rabbit there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> your question is how do I know when to stop something? Um, well, when the money runs out, there's one way. Okay. <laughs> or when your time runs out, there's another way. Um, and then other than that. They all just they just live on until you can get back to them. Like I, my wife, I'm making her a um, table that's supposed to go on our patio. She eventually got tired of waiting on me and went and bought another one. And so we have just like a generic one. But someday that generic one's going to go away and mine's going to go in that spot. And it's basically um, the wind blew it over one time and it busted the glass in it. So I came back and put a big piece of 
uh, plywood in there and I'm I am mosaicing it. Right. I'm putting I'm putting mosaic tiles all over it to make a scene of her sitting by the ocean. Okay. Well, it's never been finished. It's still how long have we been working on this? It's about 20 years. Okay. (laughs) I'm not kidding around. And it's it's so long because there's no good place for it in our house. And so it gets stuck in my shop and then stuff on top of it. And then for me to work on it, I had to dig everything off of it. Take it outside and work on it. Well, I can't leave it outside because in Oklahoma, it can rain any time. So then I pack it all back in there. Anyway, it's a long story. So things like that, I just keep on plugging away at. There's other stuff, though, that, um, you know, everybody's got terrible ideas. Some of them, sometimes when it's bad, you just, like, let it go. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done with this. I ain't doing this no more. Or, if, like I said, when you run out of money, sometimes you're like, mm, nope. Yeah. Done with that. Can't do that anymore. So... Anyway, that's that's my answer on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this: You said something about inspiration. Yes. Um, how you you just you just continue to find ways to get inspired. Right. What are ways you specifically find ways to get? Inspired? Okay. So for me, inspiration mostly happens through sight. Very rarely does it happen through reading. Like I some I read some things, but I'm not a big reader. And and I know people will say, Richard, you have to read or you're not going to be, you know, successful. You have to read or you won't be inspired. But listen, I read a limited amount and that's about it. <laughs> Everything else happens through, I guess I'm um, just very visual. And so all the rest of it happens through uh, both on the Internet and I can just go for a drive or I go walk around or um, like when I go to other cities, I go to museums. Oh man, I love those. Those are fantastic. Just um, any kind of museum or, or art? Mostly, specifically mostly or? art. I like natural museums and science museums. Those are fun, but you know, after a while, those become boring because then it's just like well, they're just cataloging things, yeah. right? Which are okay, but but there's not what I'm after. So, um, but you can still be inspired by that. But other other times, just just to go on like a walk. Even around your own city, even even if you think it's ridiculously boring, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Like one time, I went on like a drive. I just decided I'm going to go on this little drive, see what's out there. And sure enough, the sun started to set and it started looking amazing. And then there were um, different things going on in town that I thought were cool. The hot rods were out at Sonic, you know, that kind of thing. I was liking that. And then I was driving home and I saw the Wienermobile. Right, the Oscar Mayer, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this never happens in Ponca City. That's ridiculous. I need to photograph that." So I drive home as fast as possible, get my camera, come back, snap, snap, snap. I'm gonna take these pictures. I think it's fantastic. I'm so happy, you know. And this is before it said no card in the camera. Get back home, and sure enough, there was no card, or actually, it was a floppy disk. No floppy disk inside the camera, and so all those pictures that I thought were amazing we're gone because they really weren't there but that's anyway but just yeah just driving around just looking around just looking through magazines look through um you know get on the internet you can you can surf forever on the internet if you want to if you really want to like you just type something in be careful but type something (laughs) in and search that out and then find the most intriguing thing in that search and then hit on that and then find the most intriguing thing after that and go from there. Just um, I used to do that on Flickr. I used to go find a photograph I really loved, then click on that person, then find, then click on their favorites, find out what they really loved, click on something I love from there, and then go just keep going and going and going until 
I don't know. I come up with several ideas, different different ways of doing things. And and for a while, when um, flat design was a big deal, mm-hmm. that was super cool because you could go on there and graphic designers would have accounts both there and at CMYK and wait a minute, they call it something different now, don't they? Yeah. Anyway, but so they, they have different accounts at Behance and Dribble and whatever, and you just look at their stuff and then you see people that they follow and see stuff that they liked and I don't know, on and on it goes. Uh, well, I think that's good. I, how do you know, I, I, you may have answered it because you said it's until you find the two or three things that you're really looking for. I mean, do you ever get worn out with all the... I do. All the things. Sometimes I think to sometimes I see a bunch of stuff and I really enjoy a lot of it, but it's not what I need for what I'm working on. Yeah. And I think, man, I I wish there was a way that I could use when I was in kids church I had a bad habit of seeing something and thinking, I wish there was a way I could use this in kids church and I would bend um what I was doing in there around so that I could use incorporate that thing. Those all flopped. That mm-hmm. never works. So you have to you have to be inspired by what you want to teach first and then go find things to uh, enhance that. It doesn't work the other way around. Okay. I tried it. You know, like if I go find something, that I'm like, yes, this is awesome. And now I'm going to come up with a thing to teach that goes with this. That doesn't typically work. So um, anyway, but yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I, what was your question? <laughs> Cause, <laughs> well, I think you, you answered it, it you, but I want to ask you another one while okay. I'm thinking about it. One thing that uh, about about you and um, our relationship, Richard, is it may be uh, four in the afternoon. It may be 1030 at night. Right. It may be 730 in the morning. Um, you'll give me a random text and you will just have this idea. Right. And you share this idea. Um. <sighs> In the creative world, there are a lot of people who have great ideas or just a ton of ideas, even if they're not that great, and they, they keep them right. to themselves. You know, they it's the IP thing or it's the, well, this is how I'm going to make it or this is, you know, yeah. and it, rightfully so. Like, I'm, I'm not, you are the polar opposite of that. Right. Like, <laughs> why, why are you so free with, with just giving giving all this the, these ideas away. Okay, I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, one of them is is because I am not an expert in anything, absolutely nothing. Like, there's nothing that is um, out there that I'm so super talented that I that's going to drive my career. You know, yeah, further yeah. on. So, and the second is is I I really feel like that. Um, I feel called in a way to to spread ideas around. As a matter of fact, I even made a sticker one time that, uh, and I put on it "Idea Smith" because my last name is Smith. Yeah, and I wanted to be somebody that pounds out ideas, and so um, that was that was my whole thing. Is I, when I'm go- dead and gone, I want people to be like, "Hey, he dropped some stuff on me. Like he he gave me some stuff, right?" <laughs> and I may not be able to give you financial things or physical things, but I can give you ideas. Yeah, uh, Terry Cuthbertson used to call me up and be like, "Hey, listen." I need an idea for da 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 that I'm doing in kids church. And I would just, I would say, all right, give me about half a day. And I would come up with, I don't know, a list of stuff and send it back to him, text it to him, email it to him. And he's like, dude, I always call you and you come up with stuff. I don't understand. I'm like, Terry, I don't either, but you're welcome to him. Like you can have at it. And so I, I mean, I don't have, ideas are interesting to me because 
Sometimes it's interesting how something, I'll have an idea about something, just kind of an inkling of it. And then about a day or two later, I'll see something very similar that somebody else is doing or somebody else has. It's almost like, uh, I know this sounds spooky and weird, and I, I, it's, but I, it's almost in a way that like God puts ideas out there and then everybody kind of, you know, connects to them at the same time. I don't know. It's yeah, weird yeah. anyway, but, um, but I think ideas are awesome. Like I think, I think the more we can share with each other, the more that, um, the, the bigger chance that we have of doing something incredible. Okay. So, um, I think if you hang on to it, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like the guy with in the Bible with the one talent who buried it. It's just kind of ridiculous. It's you're not going to gain anything. So, um, and I'm not looking to gain anything. I'm just, I really just like, um, I, I want them to live on. I want, I want somebody to use what's been thought up. Like if they can, you know, um, and so I, uh, I hate when I hate when I have things in my mind and I don't pass them on or give them to anybody and then they just die. Like a long time ago when I was in college, I was learning about flying buttresses. Right. And I thought, man, it would be incredible if they just took one flying buttress and expanded it wide enough to where if they cram four or five of them together, they make a giant building. I mean, big enough to have lawns on the top part of the flying buttress anyway i was thinking all this and i was thinking all the stuff i put inside of it and whatnot and uh, <laughs> but anyway um but i I'm, I'm not an architect i don't have millions of dollars i ain't gonna make that so i i just let that die like it's in a it's in a you know like a little journal i have from yeah. a long long time ago yeah. it's just sitting there just nobody's ever done anything with it so um, that had lots of different things like that happen. And so from that, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to pass on this stuff. If you can use it, great. If you can't, hey, I, I did my part. Like I put it out there. So there it is. I like that. I like that. And I, I, as, as we draw to a close, um, I think that's a good good place to wrap up. But, but before we go, uh, what words of encouragement would you have for someone who is in the creative world uh, in the local church and, and they're, they're tasked with coming up with these ideas week after week after week after week. Okay. So my encouragement would be this. Um, you have to, and everybody says this, but it's absolutely true. You have to start like you have to go out and make something. And there, for two reasons, number one, you have to do it because if you don't make it, it was never going to get made. And number two is you have to make it to make mistakes and you want to make the mistakes because the mistakes will give you another creative idea or, or they'll give you another creative way or reason to, um, to come up with something else. And so, and I'm not saying break the bank or break your church's budget by going and trying a whole bunch of stuff and flopping at it. I, I don't mean that at all. I mean, um, if you have to sit in a room with a couple people and hash it all out before you decide to start it, but, um, so that you don't spend a lot of money like making duds, you know, so, but you do have to start it. Like at some point you have to start the process. And so a lot of people sit on couches and sit in chairs and think and think and think and think, and, but they don't ever like get out there and do it. You got to go to the lumber yard and get the stuff. You got to go, you know, to Walmart and buy the stuff, you, whatever. You got to go get it, the stuff and start to make it. You got to, you got to film something before you can edit it for a video. You have to record the sound before you can have Foley sound for your film. I mean, you just got to go get started. And that's, that's pretty much it. 
We want to thank Richard again for joining the Create Initiative podcast. And we want to thank you, listener, for uh, tuning in and and joining us for season yeah. seven. Make we, sure you follow Richard on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. You know, like you said, his picture taking and all that stuff, but he is a great storyteller. Yeah. Like in his, within his Instagram, he'll take a picture of like a candy wrapper on the ground and then the caption will be some long story yeah. of what it made him think about and... He's really into his favorite numbers and he always tries to find them. It's just really interesting, like whether you know him or not, just yeah. following him and just seeing his stories. And Yeah, I agree. He's a great storyteller. He was the Audience Choice Award winner for the film festival. And so uh, just great dude, great storyteller. And uh, we, we were excited to have him on. Um, but Kyle, speaking of the film festival, we it is coming up July 23rd. We're finalizing details, but now is your time to get your works ready. You still have time to produce it. You still have time to, to write it. Last year, you were going to produce Walking on the Shape of Water. And it's true. Uh, it kind of fell apart. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to see what you have. Well, I already released the, the poster for my movie this year, Spend Game, with starring Dave Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. We need to post a link to that uh, on the show notes. Oh, I got a severe cease and assist from his... Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> I'm not allowed to... Technically, you're going to have to beep out where I just said his name. And so, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, you know, um, if there's one thing Dave Ramsey is not, it's a, uh, someone with a sense of humor. Ah, well, you know, some people aren't born with it. Some people are, you know, so not much you can do about that. So, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Kyle will be producing his new, new thriller spin game. And uh, it'll be loosely based on the Avengers, but very, very loosely. Yeah. And um, but it, it should be a great thing to watch at the film festival. And we hope that you are working on your pieces uh, to submit. The submittal process will be open here in the next couple of weeks and the website will be set up. So just stay tuned for that. And one last thing before we go, Kyle, uh, here in the, the upcoming weeks, we are going to do a special listener Q&A episode of the podcast. And so if you're out there and you've always had a question for Kyle, like, you know, why are you the way you are? What gives you the right? Uh, Where or, do you get off? Yeah. Doing the things that that you do. Um, whatever it is, if you have a question for us, whether it's about tech, whether it's about creative things, whether it's about life, um, we're, we're just going to just gonna kind of tackle them. And so if you go to thecreatinginitiative.org, you'll see a banner at the top of the page about ask your podcast questions. And there's a form to fill out or even a phone number to call where you can leave a voicemail. And uh, if you leave a voicemail, who knows, your question might get asked on the air. So yeah. anything, uh, any, any, anything goes. Math, science, Geography. other other subjects in school. Exactly. If exactly. you have some homework you need help with. Yeah, or if you need any pointers on how to uh, set a school record for points in a game, basketball game, uh, Kyle would be your guy. He's got all the pointers in the world. So uh, anything goes, just uh, hit up the website and ask away. We're really looking forward to that episode. So uh, we need to wrap it up, Kyle. We've we've carried on long enough. We want to thank Richard again for being on the show. And uh, we want to thank you for listening. We are so glad to be back and we can't wait to be back with a new episode very soon. Yeah. Peace out. See ya.